This is Hired, the Good Karma Brands Recruitment Show. Looking for your next great career? You're in the right spot. And now, alongside Good Karma Brands Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Good morning and welcome to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show, along with leadership coach Steve Wexler. I'm Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, and it is great to have you with us today. Our show is produced at the GKB Home Office Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hey, Daphne. Hey, Wex, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing good. You ready for another exciting edition of Hired? I'm always ready. Always I stay ready. ready. I all stay week, ready. All week. <laughs> You're like, all this other work I, I have to this. do. Yeah, it is actually a lot of fun to come on every weekend and talk to folks uh, about um, GKB mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Good mm-hmm. Karma Brands, recruitment, culture, opportunity, and yeah, focus as well on our own company, GKB. Well, on today's show, our Vice President of Content, Evan Cohen, will join us to talk about an exciting new opportunity with our corporate home office team. And then we are going to tackle a topic of burnout. Burnout. Yes, what is it? How to avoid it? We're going to discuss it on today's show. And all that and more is next on Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show, here on the GKB Radio Network. Welcome back to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Welcome back to Hired along the Good Karma Brands Radio Network. We're so glad to have you with us this weekend. And Daphne, we have a brand new position that we are talking about that we are recruiting for at Good Karma Brands. Wex, yes, we do. So let's welcome to the show Evan Cohen, who is our VP of Content here at Good Karma Brands. Hey, Evan. Wax, Daphne, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we are happy to have you on the show. Evan uh, is renowned for a lot of things in our company, both on the air and Uh, off off the the air air, as he leads our content team. When I hear that, I think about um, the current opening that you have, so a director of content. Yeah, so we are looking for someone that I can work with and we can work with that helps each market strategize what their strategy obviously is in that market, works with the content director and the market manager, and basically an extra set of eyes and ears. You know, it's interesting in the role that I am in and the role that this person would be in, we work for the markets. So we are basically that extra set of eyes and ears I mentioned to do anything, right? And I I really mean anything. So, I'll just, again, Daphne, go to different experiences that Wex and I had. Wex gave me assignment an assignment once where I want you to swoop in, listen to 10 minutes of any show at any time, and provide me feedback. Now, that's an interesting assignment, right? That's not, hey, I really am I'm liking Daphne and what she's doing. I'd like you to directly work with her and craft it. What he's saying to me is I want you to be the average everyday person in the car and I just want you to sample my station that way because that is different than the people that are in it every day, that are working with the hosts and the producers and the content creators that are so deep in it that could never take that 10,000-foot view on it. In addition, this person, so this person will be working with the markets on those types of assignments that could literally be something like what said for 10 minutes. And by the way, that position evolved where Wex said, I actually need you to be my content director now, and I don't know when you're going to be done with this, but that's what I need from you, right? (laughs) And 
that is part of this where I look at management in some cases as you are a permanent backup until you develop a starter, which I think a lot of people look at management as, no, no, you're the starter. You're in the starting lineup. You're playing quarterback. No, not really. You're playing a little special teams, and you have to do a little bit of everything because your job is to help develop people. And part of the management structure, I believe, in our company on the content side that we have created is it is your job to serve whatever role it is, primarily from an off-air perspective, until the right system, culture, and people are created and developed and cleared to do that role. So there are times where this person could be a fill-in content director on a station. This person could be a fill-in producer. This person could be a fill-in uh, production director, for all I know. It, it's, it's basically we are going to work with each market to develop that team. And the beauty of it is, and Wex has experienced this his whole career, where it's one day you're basically a Chicago teammate, the next day a Milwaukee teammate, and the next week a West Palm teammate, and the next year a Cleveland teammate. It's and a, that's kind of how it goes. It's a ton of fun, actually, what Evan is describing. Evan Cohen is our vice president of content at Good Karma Brand. So, Evan, you're describing a job with so many pieces to it, so many levers, mm -hmm. uh, you know, listening, providing evaluation and critique and feedback and maybe even doing some of the actual work creativity. Uh, as well, yeah. creativity and, and, and all. So how are we recruiting and what are you looking for? What are we looking for in this director of content position at Good Karma Brands? Yeah, it's an interesting one because I've had a lot of people reach out who have great experience in radio and content and audio, <clears throat> excuse me, and I do think at this moment, someone that has managed radio stations, radio networks, radio shows has to, and, and, and I say radio, audio, content, however you want to look at it, mm -hmm. has to be a front runner like that for this gig. It, I don't think this is a first time management job. Now, I could be wrong. We could go through this process. It was, it was just posted this week. We could go through this process and we could realize, you know what, Daphne and Wes, they're the perfect candidates and they've never managed radio before and they could come in and do this. Maybe that's the case. I'm not closed-minded to that. My, my gut feeling on this is that someone that has managed radio stations that would have the ability to be versatile enough to manage different markets, different people, different roles in each market, is the kind of person we are looking for here. Mm -hmm. And that person who has succeeded maybe managing one that's now ready to kind of be involved in management of three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Who knows, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's part of this. And I think that I know this. There's, I don't know that I can do this job now, but I definitely know I could not have done this job when I was managing only one radio station. I was not ready for that. Is there any type of content background or experience or um, creativity or anything like that that the the – a star candidate or a high performer would need to bring to the table to make you say, oh, my goodness, this is somebody that I want to bring on board. Yeah, I think the person that could manage, I'm just going to do it in specifics and I'll kind of elaborate, that the person that understands, you know what, my job is to manage part-time producers in Madison, hosts in West Palm, and management in Milwaukee. Okay, okay now that's a very specific thing, and I'm actually being real on it. Because we don't know what the assignment is going to be or what the need is going to be and what we can help with on the content management side for the company. 
So if we work with our market in Madison and they say, you know, what, one thing we're really struggling on is development of our part-time teammates. Can you step in and help us with that? Sure. And then we say to West Palm Beach, what can we do for you? Uh, yeah, we'd love you. And by the way, not to go too in-depth, but Wex is literally currently doing this in terms of management slash um, more coaching, I guess, of hosts, okay, in West Palm. And then let's just say for argument's sake, our Milwaukee station says, I'd like you to manage our managers. Our content managers need better overall management. We'd like you to manage them. Now, that's a pretty unique skill set of someone that would have the capability, versatility, and understanding of how to manage people on three levels. I remember when I started at Good Karma 20 years ago, and I started on the sales side as well as content, Craig Karmas and our CEO gave me a great example that stayed with me for all of this time. He said, great people in sales and communication understand a restaurant. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, if you're a waiter or a waitress at a restaurant, there are people who are sitting, there are people who are looking at their menu, there are people who are getting their appetizer, people who are getting their meal, people who are getting dessert, people who are paying the bill, and people who are leaving. Those are all different stages of the meal, all different stages of the dining experience. And a great waiter or waitress has to know how to care for each part of that. That's what we're looking for. With That's it. a great uh, analogy. Evan, we've got just about a minute left, but um, I will say this. If you love content, if you love variety <laughs> uh, in your position and in your job, and if you've got a broadcast or audio content background, I feel like this is definitely uh, worth investigating. Um, give us five traits that you want to see in uh, a top candidate, uh, either experience or culture or uh, point of view. Five traits. Go. Um Honesty, not thinking you've done anything, but also understanding that you've accomplished things in your career. Mm. I can explain that more if you want in a second. Um, leadership, humility, swagger without cockiness. <laughs> swagger without cockiness. I love that. <laughs> in other words, there's a confidence, but yes. it's not a arrogant don't ego. No ego. Right. It's, it's yes. this. It's, yes. it's basically Daphne and Wes. I understand you may not think this is going to work. Trust me. I've done this before. I want to do this with you. Here's how I think this is going to work. Let's lay it out together. And I believe on the other end, as much as this may stink in this conversation right now, and you feel like this is a tough pill to swallow in this moment right now, because I'm asking you to do X, Y, and Z. A, B, and C happens on the other side. And here are the three people that I can refer to as A, B, and C. And if you want to talk to any of them who have gone through this, go talk to them. Mm -hmm. This is going to work. I love all that. I mean, I think that is great when you're talking about the open opportunity for director of content. So thank you so much, Evan. We want people to know that if they hear this and they're interested in learning more about GKB, learning more about the role, they can find out more at our website, which is www.goodkarmabrands.com forward slash career. So thank you so much, Evan. We really appreciate you, um, you know, meeting with us this weekend and telling us a little bit more about this role. I don't know how we kept this talk with Evan to like 14 minutes because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Chris Larson, our producer. That's too long or 15. too short. I don't we know. Sh we shut his microphone off. Didn't <laughs> no, I, I mean, Just Evan kidding. and I could sit and talk about content. I, for and you know me, I love to hours. ask questions. <laughs> uh, Evan, That's we great. appreciate all that you do for Good Karma. Evan, uh, an integral part of what we do at our company and also heard on Unsportsmanlike across the ESPN radio network um, every morning uh, as well. So the man does a lot, and we're glad to have you on board, Evan. Thanks for the time today. Thanks, Evan. 
Thank you both. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Evan does a lot, but he's not burned out. But we're going to talk about burnout in a minute. Is it a real thing, by the way? It is a real thing, and I cannot wait to share more about it. Burnout. That term gets thrown around a lot. What is it? Why does it happen? And what do we do if we're feeling it? Yes, Wax Confronting Burnout and more. That is coming up next on the GKB Radio Network. You're listening to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Welcome back to Hired on the GKB Radio Network. We've thrown this term around a few times. I think it's a term everybody knows. I think so. Oh, I'm just so burned out. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling burned out, or this job has me burned out. What prompted your interest in the topic of burnout, Daphne? I have to tell you that I had the most amazing experience. Um, I went to an HR meeting, and one of the speakers there talked to us about her latest book, which is called Leaving the Darkness, A Proven and Practical Burnout Guide. Um, So her name is Kelly Bublax. I just was very touched by it because in her book, Leaving the Darkness, in the presentation, Kelly really talked about burnout, what it is, how to identify it, and what are some of those symptoms, and really how to move beyond it, Ah. whether it's with behavioral modification, um, whether it's using a therapist, that we need to understand that burnout isn't really what we think it is. You know, oh, I'm burned out. It's one day. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, because burnout, um, I mean, people use the term very casually. You know, how are you doing? How's your week? I'm burned out. Right. Um, Is her point and your point that we all have a day once in a while where we feel <laughs> exhausted or maybe not as inspired. But is your point that sometimes burnout actually sustains itself and becomes more of a factor than just having a bad day? It is. And I think that's what she was presenting to. And that's also what the book talks about. It's really talks about that true state of like emotional and mental and physical exhaustion mm. that is really brought on by just a prolonged sense of stress or an anxiety. anxiety. So, yes, we can say, hey, you know, I worked 15 hours today. Um, and I'm burnt out. Um, you know, maybe you're tired, but you're not burnt out by the definition or, or, you know, by the definition that Kelly talks about in the book. But it's really that prolonged stress and that anxiety that starts to show up, you know, whether it's not eating, whether it's not sleeping, whether it's mm. just, you know, anxious all the time. Um, all of the symptoms that show up and how to recognize those symptoms and what to do. Um, in, her, in her story, she was talking about her um, being just a very high performer within her position, thought she was doing everything that she needed to do successful, but didn't realize and recognize the impact that it was having on her physical body, uh-huh. right? And so she talked to us a little bit about that, um, having us identify that, letting us know that if we are in that stage of burnout, which again is that it's emotions, it is mental, it's all physical, but it's really that prolonged process of it. So not just the one day thing, but something that's continual and knowing that you're not alone. Other people have that. So does everybody go through that then? I mean, is this something that we should expect in our professional or personal lives? Or is is this something that's sort of unique to different different people and different characters? Well, I'm going to speak on my opinion on that, right? Because I don't want to speak to maybe exactly what her thoughts are. But I do think people go through different stages of burnout. I think when we started to talk before, you talked about burnout just as like that everyday kind of burnout, right? Right. And maybe a day or two, you just got a lot going on. Maybe it even can be a week, right? You know, have something going on each night. And by Friday night, you're like, oh, my God, I'm really tired. To me, I think it's not hitting on all three of those different levels that I talked about before. When I 
talked about the emotional piece, when I talked about the mental piece and also that physical. Yes, you could be physical. You could be, oh, I, I just feel so exhausted mentally. But like, is it really having a, a strong impact on your physical health? Is it really having a strong impact on your mental health? Right. That, that should be a tell, it? right? Right. Yeah. Do you see it? And then if other people see it too. Ah. And I think what happens sometimes if we feel like we're in that burnout, um, that people recognize that, you know, I've been there before, you know, and I've sure. had people say, hey, you know, you what's okay? going on? Hey, what's going on? So what do you do if you find yourself in one of these uh, situations where it isn't just I had a bad day or I'm feeling a little tired at the end of the week, but you go, no, this is something a little deeper and I'm, uh, it's concerning to me. What do I do? Do I just power through it or uh, pick up a book, a self-help book? <laughs> Do I call my friendly neighborhood human resources representative? What what sort of things do I do to, to sort of uh, get myself into a better place? Well, I think the first thing is just really kind of recognizing it and kind of understanding it. I think that's the first thing, right? You know, and then I think once you can accept that, then you can figure out what is the next step. And I think the next step looks different for everyone, right? It could be reaching out to somebody. Um, it could be reaching out to an EAP provider, which most organizations have that. Mm. Reaching out to the EAP sharing with them what's happening within your life, also talking about some of the symptoms that you're experiencing, and maybe it could be that behavioral modification that I talked about before. Could be medicine, I'm not quite sure, because mm -hmm. it's going to be different for everybody else. To me, I think that everybody comes to that burnout in diff with other things too, right? So if there's other things going on outside of the work, so it's like their marriage or the kids or whatever, so what might work for me may not work for you. But I would encourage anybody, if they're feeling that way, to not let that just sit, right? I think sometimes what happens is when we need additional help or when we need um, we need some assistance, there are some people who just, I don't want to ask for it because right. I feel like it's a sign of weakness. Right. Um, but that isn't the case. Um, when help is needed, I think it's important for us to reach out, you know, to know that we have trusted friends like Lex, you know, care about you deeply. And I know that you're a friend of mine. So if I'm having that, I can reach out to you and say, hey, I'm having a tough time. Help me through that. Well, you make a great point because what energizes us at work is often the people, right? Absolutely. Um, that I think next week on the show, I think we're going to talk about the company you keep and the people that, that you're around. Um, so what you're really saying is, if first, if you've recognized it. that's I think that's the most right, important understanding thing. Understanding right? what's going on. Absolutely. It's more than just, I had a bad day, I had a tough right. day. But then relying on maybe the people in your life that you find either inspiration or energy from to, to share some thoughts and ideas. Right. And I think all of that is important, you know, as I said before, the first step. Um, and I also think, too, is just recognizing that you may have a hit a bump in the road. So, you know, as you're going through whatever your progression looks like to get yourself to the other end of that, that, you know, there may be some stumbles in there. But as long as you stay true to what you know is best for you, reach out for assistance as needed and know that it is more than likely it's temporary, right? Um, so most of the situations that we have in our life other than death are temporary, right? Mm -hmm. So how do we figure a way out of this, right? So that we can get over to the to the other side of, of, of burnout. So is the answer to burnout necessarily, well, I gotta go do something else with my life, I gotta go tender my resignation, I gotta go find a new opportunity and that'll recharge my batteries? Or can I, can I solve <laughs> my, my burnout? Um, in my current role and in my current company, in your opinion? Well, I do. I think, obviously, it's going to be different for everybody else. Um, I think before you make any life decisions, yeah. I really think you need to just sit on it for a little bit and process on a little bit and think what makes the most sense for you. What's that next step for you um, within your life? And hopefully you have some trusted people that you can have a conversation with and say, you know, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I the step that I think I'm going to take. You know, so I get your, your feedback, your thoughts on that. Um, 
and I think once you've decided, hey, you know, I know that this is the best step for me, then you take that step. And um, I think you just you just embrace it. Um, and you and you move on. But I do think that it is important for people to recognize that burnout can be inevitable for folks. Mm. Um, back to your question before, I think not everybody gets it potentially to the level that's described in the book, which is phenomenal and can be um, found on, on, on Amazon. But um, I think it's important for us to understand like what those symptoms are, what the plan is, and what we can do before we get there. But then also to even understand that so that we can help other people, right? So even as you mm. as a leadership coach, me as an HR professional, if I'm recognizing those right. symptoms in someone else, thinking about how can I approach this person with that? What resources can I provide them? So it's all of those things that I think is helpful for us to be mindful of it. That's a great point because if we recognize it as a manager or as a coach or uh, an HR professional, you don't want to just label somebody and say, well, Daphne, just she's burned out. Because th that sort of begins and ends the sentence. If we recognize it, then how do we help somebody um, either deal with it or understand it? Mm -hmm. um, or maybe maybe it's not burnout. Maybe it's, I just need a break. And it's something, <laughs> Right? Because sometimes it, it could be, right? Isn't it? It could At times, be. Uh, I just need a little bit of a break before I get back to the grind. Thank you so much for uh, finding that and sharing it with our group today. Sure, too. no problem. More of Hired is coming up on the GKB Radio Network. This is Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Welcome back to Hired along the Good Karma Brands radio network and a special edition of our show for our listeners in southeastern Wisconsin. And Daphne, I'm kind of impressed because, you know, from time to time we have guests, right? Right, yes. On our show. Of course, yeah, yeah. And our guest today on Hired not only was on our show, I don't know, I think last year? I think so, yeah, yeah, at the She's end of coming back. I know, a returning guest, do you she know what that means? Us. Well. Oh, you don't think I should go that far? <laughs> let's not go, let's just make the assumption. She probably likes us, she doesn't might he? Like us. Yeah. Well, we are thrilled to welcome back to Hired, Isel Nicholson, Community Partnerships Manager, correct? Correct. Okay, <laughs> at City here in Milwaukee, and Isel, we are actually thrilled to have you join us once again. Yeah. I'm super happy to be here again. Great. All kind of fun. Oh, okay, great. You know, I am, uh, yeah, she came back a second time, um, but we want to hear about City Year. Tell us about City Year. Yeah, so City Year is an educational nonprofit organization that is focused on serving students and youth in our community. Um, essentially, it is in 29 different states, so we're nationwide, mm -hmm. um, serving students in under-resourced schools to make sure that they, you know, can ultimately reach their full potential. Oh, okay. So this wow. is not just a Milwaukee concern, even though yeah. that's obviously where your focus is. Yes. Um, and so tell us a little bit about how it works. So when you say helping students fulfill their potential, um, how does that happen at City Year? Yeah, so we recruit core members that are 17 to 25 to be mentors and tutors in Milwaukee Public Schools specifically um, for about 10 months or so. So it is a short-term program with an everlasting impact on our students. Mm -hmm. And so it can be seen as like a gap year program. So any folks, you know, who are transitioning out of school that may not know what that next step is, that's where City Year comes in. And so we provide training for two weeks um, before they step into schools where they serve third through ninth graders and just serve as that extra support where the teacher may not have the capacity to fill, pulling them out for tutoring sessions, 
pushing in in the classroom, answering questions, assisting them, um, after school activities, things of that nature. That sounds great. How long have you been at City Year? It is going to be my second year. Maybe it's my third. I don't know if it's my second or third <laughs> in December. I started December of 2021. So. All right. Well, and Daphne, so. I'm glad she asked because we really should, and that's my fault for not starting with you, right? <laughs> right. It's okay. I was, was going to dig into that. <laughs> and your journey to a company that obviously, or an organization that has a real mission and a real purpose, how did they find you or you find them? Yeah, so I actually did a similar service program my senior year of college at UWM, and it was called Public Allies. And so very similar um, service organization that is also AmeriCorps. Um, and then after I graduated, I was like, well, I still want to make an impact in the community. And I had heard about City Year through the grapevine, and I started off as an impact manager. So I managed my own team of core members that I now am recruiting. So. Then I just transitioned into this role because I feel like more people should know about City Year. And mm. I hadn't only heard about it because I was in a similar organization. And so now I go around the city doing things like this, sharing City Year and sharing the opportunity for young people who have no idea about it. Well, we're glad we get to play uh, a role in helping you uh, publicize uh, the mission a little bit. Daphne and I talk on this show quite a bit, not just about recruitment, which we'll get to in a moment, but also you know, business culture and what it's like to work in different places. How would you describe the culture, the business culture, the vibe, if you will, at City Year? Yeah, the vibe is so authentic but unique and just like, eclectic if you will you know it's there's a variety of different people we want people who come from all different backgrounds have all different identities because ultimately like those are the students that we serve and we want them to be able to see themselves in our mentors in our tutors and we pride ourselves in our dbie work um and just really just like bringing all different types of people together for the same mission which is ultimately just to give to our students and let them know that they can feel you know, safe or secure with the people that are in their schools that they can resonate with that represent them. This is Hired along the GKB radio network. And our guest today, Isel Nicholson, Community Partnerships Manager at City Year Milwaukee. So you told us a little bit about your experience with City Year, um, told us some about the business culture. So I'm going to jump into like those open opportunities that you have at, at City Year. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So right now we are currently hiring for our mid-year position and mid-year just means starting a little bit later than the folks who have already started in the summertime. And so that position starts October 16th, but the application closes September 15th. And essentially what that looks like is it's a full-time job. So it's Monday through Friday serving our students. Oftentimes um, you start the school day with our students and end after they leave school. Um, but it is up until about May, um, again, 17 to 25. It is given with a um, 1100 biweekly stipend. And at the end of your service, upon completion of service, you're given the Siegel Education Award, which is $4,826.50. And that is just for that mid-year position. Um, but, you know, free bus pass access to free dental and health insurance, wow. um, as well as a two-week winter break, um, nine days of time planned off, and so many more benefits. We'll be right back with more Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Welcome back to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand's Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, 
Steve Wexler. It sounds like a fairly uh, robust uh, compensation and benefits uh, package. What kind of people would you expect to apply? Who would be the ideal kinds of people that you're looking for as you cast the net yeah. uh, across southeastern Wisconsin and perhaps uh, elsewhere? What are we looking for here, Isel? Yes, so we're always looking for 17 to 25-year-olds and particularly that age range because those are the folks who have recently come out of school, so they have a more better understanding of what school is still like for students. And so that's the age range, but also folks who want to spend a year of their life doing something meaningful. I know everyone can get a job anywhere else, but you know, making an impact on those students, giving back to the community, people who are going to get up and commit to the work every day, and folks who just, just really just want to make an impact on Milwaukee. And so if someone does want to make an impact on Milwaukee, wants to really give back um, in, in that time frame, is there any additional training that you would provide? Maybe they may not have all of the skills that you're looking for. How can, how can you kind of like, you know, close that gap on education and, 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 and training? Yeah, definitely. And so actually right now our core members are 50% high school graduates and then the other 50% some college or have graduated from college. So now this is probably like one of the most diverse groups that we have as far as education goes and so there are no educational requirements other than you having that high school diploma or GED equivalent and for the first two to three weeks of service our core members are trained we have externals come from the community um, people are in our own organization that have taken so much time to prepare and get all the information even from national resources um, to provide to our core members to make sure that they're prepared before they go into school so I, I love that. So some training for people who are, are, are ready to take on this important role, right? Um, giving back to the community. Um, so if someone's interested, like what additional kind of like growth and advancement could a position like this help them, you know, bridge to? Or yeah. To? Um, so throughout the year, we have different what we call lacy opportunities, which is life after city year. So say that again, life after city, city year. year. Okay. Yes. Lacey. So right. yeah, lacy. Okay. And so that's just to make sure that because this is like a stepping stone for that next step, that we're not just leaving our core members hanging, we're connecting them with other organizations in the community, giving them opportunities to check out different colleges in the um, community or throughout the state. And we even share, you know, we have hundreds of partnerships across the country as far as scholarships go for folks that do want to take on higher education. And we have a fair at the end of the year um, where all of our community partners come and you can see different opportunities to make sure that you have something lined up right afterwards. So a question about uh, applicants. No, so I assume if I'm an applicant, um, I don't think I'm in the age range that you suggested. <laughs> just that. slightly outside. I just, I just missed, yes. Just a bit outside. Um, but somebody comes in and they're, they're they're interested and they've gone through whatever application process. Are they going to be interviewed by you, by a group of people? What's the process at City Year for me to get noticed, to become famous, and ultimately, hopefully, get uh, chosen? <laughs> Yeah, and so since City Year is a national organization, there are a lot of different moving pieces. So initially, you'd meet someone like myself or one of our local recruiters, and we'd have a one-on-one. -on -one. We'd give you all the in-depth information on City Year, and then eventually you're going to fill out that application. And then someone from our national recruitment team would reach out to you, schedule a phone interview, um, and then additionally, you'd have one more interview, which could be from another person that sits in Kansas City, for example. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why, like, that's when we start to build up those concrete skills where you're checking your email, you know, answering the phone, even if you don't know who it is, just saying, hey, this is so-and-so, um, and then f moving on um, 
because there are so many different moving pieces, but definitely just making sure that we're all communicating and keeping up to, with that, which are one of the leadership you know, qualities and opportunities that we provide at City Year. Okay. Sounds great. How can we learn more? Yeah, so you can always go to cityyear.org or City Year Milwaukee, and then you can check out and see what all the different opportunities, the different benefits, things of that nature that come with City Year. Um, you could also always call our office downtown in Milwaukee. We're located right off the river. Um, but you can also always find my information on our website as well. Which is cityyear dot org yes okay so or city year milwaukee .org city year too. milwaukee as well oh, okay mm -hmm. yes I, I think i found you that way when i yeah. was uh, uh doing some research um so before we wrap up this is your opportunity so give our audience who might be interested in applying or they might know someone in their family who might be interested what advice do you have somebody who's been in the organization now for i don't know it's either two or three what is your personal advice to someone who's hearing your message today learning about the organization what would you like them to know about city year and about perhaps getting involved yeah i always like to tell young people that there's absolutely no shame in not knowing what your next step is whether that's graduating from high school or college or taking some classes there's never too many options for you to be able to have for your next step. You know, I've talked to some people who are like, nope, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to school. And I'm like, okay, no problem. And then a few weeks later, they call me like, hey, you know, I'm really glad we had that conversation because things changed. And there's no problem with that. And everyone in City Year, especially our core members, are all in the same boat and still figuring out what those next steps are while doing something super meaningful and impactful. Boy, I love that advice, Stephanie. I, I do. I love that. Some of us are still trying to figure out what we want to be when we <laughs> grow up, right? Yeah, we're working with him. We're coaching him. So, yeah, Can you repeat well. the website again? I just want to make sure that people got that. I mean, Yeah, definitely. So you can go to www.cityyear.org slash Milwaukee. Perfect. Perfect. Well, great information, great work you're doing. Yeah. And I also, I kind of love the bonus advice, which is you don't have to know you every don't. step of the way in your Absolutely. career, yeah. which is, by the way, something we should probably tackle on a episode. Really, yeah. Huh? And being open to opportunities, right? Yeah, so I love change. that, too. Yeah. And then I love that. And then change. We talk about change, too. So maybe someone knows, but then ah, things change. And then they know that they can come back to you. So thank you so much, Isa. You sell. Great Thank to see you, you again. Yes. So should we yes. schedule this for next year? Right? Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, always great to see you. And thank you again for everything you. that you're doing. We'll be right back with more Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Welcome back to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand's Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Well, thanks for all the advice today. That was Rem fun. That was good. Good, yes. Remember, go to www.goodkarmabrands.com forward slash careers to learn more about GKB and our current career opportunities. Awesome, Daphne. Thank you. Great discussion. And uh, for our studio producer, Christopher Larson, our show producers, Reese Seberg and Ali Archambo, and of course, Senior Director of Human Resources at GKB, Daphne Ursu. My name is Steve Wexler. We'll talk to you again next week. And thank you so much for joining us for Hired along the Good Karma Brands Radio, Radio Network. Network.